All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Tune in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Welcome in Oilers Nation every day. It is another Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show here on a beautiful fall Saturday in Edmonton where we have matinee hockey to discuss. I will admit when I looked at the schedule and I saw that the Oilers were playing a home game at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. Like that's a little weird, right, Jay? It's extremely weird. I expect them to be playing in Florida or something right now. Two o'clock at home is strange, but it's us bowing down to the mothership that is Toronto so they can have prime time and that everyone else in the West Coast can watch the Buffalo Sabres play the Vancouver Canucks. So I feel like we're getting the raw in, but whatever. It is what it is. It's a good start to a day. Some more of this hockey after a win, some dinner, maybe a couple drinks, some laughs. Nice little Saturday. A couple of afternoon pops. Am I right, Liam? Afternoon pops, evening pops, bedtime pops, whatever you're drinking. As long as it's a win, I think there'll be a couple more after. But I guess it's a, a credit to how good this team actually is now that they're playing these afternoon games and teams on the people on the East Coast that you want to watch us play and we're not the ones playing Buffalo at 8 o'clock anymore. I can subscribe to the fact that it, this is a way to market Conor McDavid to yeah. the world. And if that is actually the logic, and it's not to give Toronto main uh, prime time, then I can agree with that because everyone needs to see this kid. Yeah, um, I think that's especially true. Like Monday, they're playing Pittsburgh, and that's at six o'clock. And that's like, I think that's exactly what you're talking about, Liam. That's McDavid versus Crosby. You don't want to stick him at 9 p.m. Eastern, so you put him at eight o'clock Eastern, which is six o'clock our time, which is hellish for people who have like, 
everyday jobs and got to like get home from work then find a way to get to the game and whatnot but uh for the oilers uh yeah, I don't know. I like him. I'm a big matinee hockey guy. I think it's great when you get the game going nice and early, get a few drinks in you. It really sets up your whole day, especially if the Oilers win. Edmonton going for their second straight victory. As always, we are streaming to you live on the Oilers Nation Twitter, live on the Oilers Nation Facebook, and on the Nation Network YouTube, where we have the comment section already rolling. Mike's VHS Treasures says, Afternoon hockey is the best. And yes, Mike, I absolutely agree with you. Like I said, Oilers coming off a win over the Carolina Hurricanes. Jay, you were not on the show on Friday. Uh, what did you make of that Oilers victory over the Carolina Hurricanes? First, of all, I want to shout out that this matinee game is great for our German friends as well. Like It's probably 10 p.m. they can watch this game. They'll get up at 4 in the morning. So this actually works out really well for them. So I'm happy for them. Uh, you know what, Tyler? It is what we thought it was. Carolina had an easy start to the schedule. They came into Edmonton. We actually showed up and played them hard and made things life a little bit difficult. Uh, the team clicked. We scored goals when we needed to. Uh, we gave up goals when we maybe shouldn't have, but we also made some big saves when we were supposed to and then got those go-ahead goals back uh, when we had to. So, like, it just, you know, I, the, the way they played, I did not feel stressed. I felt uh, very confident with how they played on the ice and uh, very positive that we were going to get the W. And, you know, that was our best competition. You know, yeah. Sveshnikov is an elite goal scorer. Yeah. Holy cow, that blew my mind. But, you know, the fact we only held him to three would actually could have been six. That's yep. a positive. Yeah, he was all over the place. And that's why, like, when people had beef with those Campbell goals, and Bag Milk and I went back and forth on the first goal, uh, debating that one Friday on the show. But, like, I mean, if Leon Dreisettle is scoring those goals, we wouldn't be sitting here as Oilers fans going, oh, that's a soft one, probably should have stopped it. Like, sometimes elite goal scorers can make – the tough shots or make difficult shots just look really, really easy. And I think that's all it was. Uh, Mike agrees. He says no no bad goals from Campbell. What? He's got no, like his release. He's got no windup. Like the the puck is just on his stick and it just like fires off like automatically as if he pushed a button and it just exploded off his stick. Like this kid is an elite talent. So you got to give props where props are due. Wish I bet him on the hat trick. Should have. Liam, you're a head scout. You can appreciate that elite release from Svechnikov. Yeah, I mean, it's not something you see very often. He was a second overall pick, so we should probably expect like this greatness from him. Like, you kind of forget those guys just kind of away in Carolina, but you know, you see him and you're like, oh, that kind of wasn't a great one by Campbell. Then you watch the replay, and like Jay said, there's just like nothing to his shot. One second it's on the stick, next second it's rippling in the back of the net. So yeah. I think we got to go easy on Campbell a little bit. Some people were a bit upset, I think, with the first one, but. When you see it again, it's like, oh, how many goalies are really going to stop that puck? How many goalies are really going to stop any of them that went in on Thursday night, too? Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of great goals. And like I said, we we made the mistake of giving him a high danger chance, so he's going to bury most time. So, and same thing with us. They we we created and, and they gave up chances for us, and we buried too. And that's the big thing. We buried them this time. Yeah. Uh, if you're watching right now on the YouTube stream, I see that there's a handful of you. Hit that little like button for us. Do me a solid. I see there's 17 of you watching on YouTube, but only one like. I would enjoy if that changed. Uh, we're always coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. Three locations in Edmonton. If you want to look your best on game day, maybe with one of these bad boys, they have them in stock. If you're not in the Edmonton area, if you can't make it out to the Short Park Mall, St. Albert Mall, or Kingsway Mall, 
You can find them online, sportscloset.ca. John's in the chat. Yash is in the chat. Dangerous Wade's in the chat. So all the regulars chiming in. Dangerous Wade says, Carolina is a really good team. What can either goalie do when you have two powerful top sixes? And I really think that's what that game was. It was two really, really good teams just going head to head. And both sides played, I thought, really solid hockey games. The difference was the Oilers special teams was better. And Earlier in the year, I complained after the Vancouver game, and I said that was a Tippett-esque win because they won it off the back of their special teams and they were bad at five-on-five. The perfect balance, in my opinion, is what you saw on whatever that was, Thursday against Carolina, where the five-on-five, the Oilers were good. They kept pace with Carolina. They generated good chances. They got some even-strength scoring, but... In a tight game like that with two really strong teams going head-to-head, it ended up being their power play and a shorthanded goal that kind of set them apart. Speaking of that shorthanded goal, it was all started by Mr. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Jay, what did you think of the Nuge having a bit of a breakthrough against Carolina? That's that's the Nuge, man. He's got every tool to his game. If him and McLeod are on the ice, they are a goal threat in a penalty kill situation. They both can skate well. Nuge's vision and ability to make passes and make plays, like, and great finish by McLeod. But, like, that was awesome. And it even go deeper on that game. Like, remember, we put up six against that blue line and that goaltender. Yeah. Pretty but good. Yes, Nuge. Nuge forever, man. Nuge for life. You got, you got the jersey up uh, up behind you as well. Right on the show on Friday, for people who didn't tune in, because earlier in the week, I was talking about how Nuge is due, man. Like, he, he was generating chances. His shooting percentage was low. He was just fighting some bad luck he was due. I have declared Warren Fogle as the next oiler to break through and start scoring a few goals. Um, but another guy who I think could be a candidate for that is Kyler Yamamoto. And someone actually tweeted me about this uh, earlier in the week as well when I talked about the Nugent Hopkins thing they said hey try to get Yamo going as well and today might be the best chance for Kyler Yamamoto to do that because he played the St. Louis Blues very well last season in three games he had a goal and four assists wow excuse me my voice is giving out on me one goal four assists against the Blues last season and that goal was a game winner with 28 seconds remaining Uh, Yamamoto one of those guys who maybe hasn't been his best early on in this season but Liam if if he can get rolling and start scoring next to Connor McDavid he's he's a valuable part of this forward group yeah 100 percent. I think he's always just been an inconsistent scorer for the team but when he starts getting on a roll like he gets gets pretty hot with it and the thing with Yamamoto is you're always going to notice him he's always going to bring the work ethic so eventually he's going to get rewarded with a goal whether it's just like however it is but he's overall like even without the goals he's still such a huge part of this team but again if those goals come then even better for this offense that's already elite as it is yeah, and you make a good point there. Like, even when Yamo's not scoring, he's working hard. He's usually creating turnovers. But at the same time, you know, he's starting to become an established NHL player. I think it's fair mm-hmm. to expect some goals out of him. But I agree, Liam. Like, early in the year, there's no reason to panic about Yamamoto. Jay, is there anyone you're looking at in this lineup and kind of circling him, going, like, this this guy's got to get going right away? <laughs> yeah? No words. Bison King, come on. You're the most polarizing player in our lineup. I would love to see you get a goal. You, you're making some impact defensively. Um, and I just, yep. you know, like I said, I'm 50-50 on this guy, but I still, still cheer for him because he's so lovable. So I think it's important to get that guy going. So if Bison can get a goal today, that would be great. And then also, you know what, just because you did it and then I shit on it, I think 
Warren Fogel. I will also lean on him tonight uh, to see him get on the score sheet because that guy's got the tools. That's what drives me nuts about Fogel is he's got the skill set. So he puts it together, starts doing some confidence, you know, and then the team is starting to click here. So Fogel for show. Faux goal, faux show. Uh, I like that third line, actually, with McLeod centering Pugliarvi and Fogel. I talked about this on Oilers Nation Radio yesterday as well. Uh, I think it's got the makings of a line that just has every tool you want in a third line. If Fogel can consistently bring the hard-checking, hard-for-checking, or, yeah, physical side of things, you got McLeod as that speedy guy who's honestly turning into a bit of a two-way center. And on the right side, you have Pugliarvi, who can be the offensive driver of things when he's really going. I- I'd love to see Jay Woodcroft really let that third line breathe a little bit and give them like five, six games together to see if they can establish something because man, if they were to get going and if they're all playing their best, that would be quite the handful for other teams, especially because you know they'd be getting easy matchups on a nightly basis. I, I, I honestly, I, I think if Fogel just kind of ups his physicality a little bit because you know like 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 Bison King or Pugliarvi's like strength is he just chased down guys and, and smacks them off the puck right like that's one of his big contributing factors to a line so if Fogel can also do that like you got McLeod with speed I think McLeod is the driver of that line not Pugliarvi is your trigger man yeah McLeod's just gonna butt like that kid can fly he's gonna buzz around the ice and so can Fogel but he can go end to end and just set up a tap in for for Pugliarvi quite easily as long as everyone's in the right place at the right time and can see what McLeod's trying to do. Yeah. Uh, Looking at the chat here, our boy Yash is predicting a 4-1 win with goals from Leon, Nurse, Yamo, and the Bison King. John says he's he's hammering Yamamoto in DFS today. Uh, Genesis says he likes your setup, Jay. Oh, thank you. This is very makeshift, but you know what? It's about jerseys, and it's about jerseys, and it's only about jerseys. <laughs> uh, there was one. Oh, Dangerous Wade. Team needs to start hotter than Ryan Murray's tanning bed. He does look very tan on a pretty consistent basis. Um, but interesting about their starts. They they got off to a really good start against the Hurricanes, and it's this is something going back to last year. When the Oilers score first, they are one of the best teams in the NHL. When the Oilers get off to a hot start at home, they are nearly unbeatable. Going back to last season, when the Oilers lead after the first period at Rogers Place, they were a perfect 16-0 and in the regular season. It's long been one of those traits they just do not possess on a consistent basis coming out of the gates hot. But damn, last game was another example. Like when you start on the right foot, the dominoes fall in the right direction for the team. It's, it's funny. Like we're just not like, yes, we can chase the game and, and we can come back like, like the best of them. But like, it's amazing the command and the, the confidence we have when we get that first goal in. And once again, that, that, that also like put my mind at ease when we're watching that game. They got the first one against Carolina. I'm like, okay, like let's get to work. Let's do this. And they played their game and, and held and held strong to it and got a really positive result, which is, you know, they seem to do that when they get the first one. So like it's, it almost sounds obvious to score first. That should be the point of the game. But, you know, we struggle with that, so we celebrate it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Liam, your take? <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just looking here. So I actually thought they started pretty well against Buffalo, too. And then yeah, penalties right. got in the way, and then they got that goal. But they responded really well. But now back-to-back games, they've conceded a goal within the first two minutes of the second period. So hopefully that doesn't stop being a trend as well. Well, one, one step at a time, Liam. Like, let's get the <laughs> first period master, then we'll move and we'll focus on our second period game. Yeah, I think no, they just good. enjoy chasing. It's, 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 yeah, we're like a glutton for punishment. <laughs> you mentioned uh, you mentioned penalty trouble, Liam, and that's going to be one of my big keys to the game tonight. The Oilers are second in time spent shorthanded so far this season. 5.35 minutes per game. That is crazy. You're spending one twelfth, just a little bit over that, of the game on the PK. The team they're going up, and by the way, so second in the NHL in time shorthanded. The Blues are 32nd in the NHL in time shorthanded. They're only averaging 1.5 minutes per game, or sorry, 1.5 power I mean, plays the PK against. PK is ice cold. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to look at it. I look at it as you always got to stay out of the box tonight. Yeah, that too. But like, yeah. Yeah. You know, silver lining. This is what we do. We're always fans. Uh, Genesis wants to know if the S is fixed in Sports Closet Studio. No, we have still not been able to track down a fresh S for the sign. So it is still, as you can see it right there, just the the little, what do you call that thing? That's an ampersand. Ampersand. There you go. It's still that. Sports Closet and Tudio. <laughs> uh, great to have Genesis back in the chat, by the way. He said he was relegated to listening on Spotify for a while, but he is back today. Uh, another comment here Can Soup hold it together? I think we all agree. Like, he's not to blame. Like, the win against Vancouver, bad start by the team. He bounced back well against Carolina. You know, he got beaten a handful of times, but he made some big saves. Still, we're waiting for like his signature stamp on, like, I'm an Oiler, like his first big game. What do you think the chances are we get that tonight, Jay? Oh, well, I don't want to say the word, but it's very, I think today shapes up nice. He's giving confidence. He's got a W under his belt. Mm-hmm. He made some big saves. So he feel, he's feeling, if he's feeling it, like he's a good goalie. So if he's feeling it in the right headspace, you know, he can stop everything. So I expect a really, you know, positive uh, output from him today. And maybe, you know, it's, you know, the word you cannot say. Oh, spicy. Liam, your thoughts? I think he can. I think a big factor in it is the fact that St. Louis has only played two games. Like, how are they? Are they they're not might not be game ready. Like, the Oilers have kind of been tested already four games into the season. They're playing at a regular rate. Lines are starting to get chemistry a little bit. Like, I wonder 
how much that's going to play into things. And I think for Campbell to play really well, the Oilers need to play better in front of him. Like they can't just be flat footed, allowing guys to walk around them and just going to be better as a defensive team. Like turnovers need to be limited. And I think that's just key to success for Campbell because he bailed them out a ton last game. Like that one right at the end where CC fumbled the puck and whoever it was walked in is a big save. And then he had the other one in the second period, like, Campbell stepped up for this team. Now they need to step up for him and make his life a little bit easier. Oh, a big props to McDavid for coming back and stopping yes. that for sure goal. Um, and that wouldn't have been Campbell's fault either. But um, I feel like our defense is going to be the topic du jour for every episode of this until some changes are made. Um, but at least we got those saves. Like that's the difference, right? Like Campbell made yeah. made those saves. Like he's gonna let high danger chances go in. Like that's just how it works. And if we're giving them up in in clumps, then yeah, like they're gonna get a few goals on us. And you can't put it on Campbell. But you know the fact that he can make some of those big big saves, especially at crucial times that we had in Carolina. You know that like that's a big reason why we won. Like and also we did put up six. But you make those big saves. It's got it creates momentum. It it, it gets the the team is it gets the team going because the goalie's there, you know, defending the net for you, and it gets them going. Like it's got a big impact. It it, it trickles down, and then you know we got tonight, so or today, or this afternoon. <laughs> it's it's quite a similar recipe to our friends in Carolina who went and played a bunch of lame ducks uh, and beat up on them, uh, and then came into Edmonton for some real competition. So you know, I feel the team is clicking right now. St. Louis went and played Columbus. And they went to overtime and won in overtime against Seattle. So, and they've only played twice to Tyler's point. So, you know, easier competition. They're feeling comfortable coming to Edmonton. You know, maybe it's a wake up call. So once again, hot start, very important. Very important. I love that too. Like it, it is to me very similar to the Carolina thing uh, where they haven't played really an established Stanley Cup contender yet. They got to roll into Edmonton and do that tonight. Let's get into the lineups. Let's start with the away team. Let's see how the St. Louis Blues are rolling into Rogers place on the top line there. Robert Thomas with Vlad Tarasenko and Braden Shen. Vlad Tarasenko, what a what a sort of redemption arc for him. You talk about all those injuries. He basically like didn't play for two years. Comes back, pops home 34 last year. He's now off to a great start, five points in two games. Career against the Oilers, 12 goals, nine assists in 23 games played. The second line, it's Ryan O'Reilly with Jordan Cairo and Brandon Saad. Ivan Barbashev with Trevor Lewis on the right side. And Jake Neighbors will play his, I think, first game in Edmonton since he was a member of the Oil King. So uh, that'll be kind of neat to see Noel Achari with Nathan Walker, our Aussie friend, and Torpchenko on the left side of that fourth line. On the blue line, it's Nick Letty on the left side and another local guy in Colton Pareko on the right side. Justin Falk with Tori Krug and Yuso Mikola with Robert Bortuzzo. Jordan Binnington expected to get the start tonight. This team is driven by Vlad Tarasenko. He is the guy you have to shut down, right, Liam? Yeah, he's our best player, and he's he's kind of like uh, Sveshnikov, right? He's just so dangerous when he gets the puck, and I don't know if his shot's the same. I don't key on that too heavily usually, but he's still an elite player, and the Oilers just got to be – they got to be good against those elite, elite players because they ain't going away throughout the season. Uh, looking at the projected lines now for the Edmonton Oilers, Evander Kane with Connor McDavid and Kyler Yamamoto. 
Leon Draisaitl with Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. McLeod, Pugliarvi, Fogel. The Oilers going with the 11-7 approach, which means it's Shore and Ryan down on the fourth line. And the D-men, same seven as last game. Same lineup for the Oilers as last game. Someone was asking for an update on Dylan Holloway. Will not play for the rest of the homestand, but he is expected to travel with the team when they head out on the road next week because they play St. Louis again in like four or five days, which is really weird as well. Uh, But Jay, I want to ask you specifically about that blue line. Brett Kulak, I tweeted about today, he is the only Oilers D-man who hasn't been on the ice for a five-on-five goal against so far this season. Is there anything you want to see Jay Woodcroft do differently with this blue line, or is it just a matter of the guys they got got to play better? Play Kulak 30 minutes a night? Interesting idea. (laughs) (laughs) Leading to the fact that he's good five-on-five and give him some more ice time. I don't know if he's got the stamina because that is a lot of ice. But, you know, it's... It is what it is. This is our decor. Like it's like we like the fact that we're trying to expect a different outcome is the definition of an insanity. So you know we got Darren Nurse and CC. You know they can be pretty solid and and you know they can be up and down. But you know, uh, uh, over the course of the season, like they're like they're a good you know first pair for us. Yep. And then just being in a Kulak, and then you know hopefully the the other the other members can get a little bit more confident and. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I, I keep saying we need to improve our defense. So until we don't, like... Yeah, I would I would love to see him keep playing Nima Linen a little bit more. Um, you know, his numbers haven't you gotta been... Get him going. You got to give that guy a chance. Like, yeah. he's, uh, he's that physical threat. So you got to you gotta try to see if you can get him, you know, if, if get him confident and get him playing. How many minutes did he play against Carolina? He at five on five. He was eight. He was eight thirty at five on five, which is up from the five minutes he had the game before against Mm -hmm. Buffalo. And Frank was on our show Wednesday and talked about how, like, you know, before you get to the deadline, you want to know what you have in Marcus Niemelainen. You also probably want to know what you have in Philip Broberg once he's healthy. But I just the way Ryan Murray's been at five on five, he's not been good in his own end. I would look at Niemelainen and just be like, man, why not play him? You know. 12, 13 minutes at five on five tonight. Give him a legit challenge and see how the guy handles it. Cause I, I really think with the way Murray's been playing, with the way most of this blue line outside of Kulak has looked, although I will say Cody Cece's been really impressive as well. But like you have nothing to lose. It can't get worse. Just play Nimalinen and see if he can thrive in a role where he's playing heavier minutes. I don't see a downside to it. No, it's it's exactly it's it's early in the season. What happens? We it allows a goal against. Like that's probably going to happen anyways. With you know the other defenseman that would be replacing him if he's playing less minutes. So you're right. Let's see what we got. Let's try to you know he's he, he's how many years has he played in the NHL? Like he's he's yeah. like he's like this is his like NHL moments, right? So we gotta we gotta lean into that and give him a chance because like if he can get take that step and he can be a fifteen. 17 minute a night defenseman and you know that's 17 minutes of him making sure guys keep their head up like that is a value as long as he can defend yep uh mike says put kulak with bouchard nemo with barry and i actually don't dislike that idea at I all i think a little jumble i don't want that insulate yeah insulate barry a little bit yeah it is insane that we're saying insulate Barry a little bit when they're paying him four and a half million dollars. But, but uh, you're paying him to be offensive. I know, I know. You but know he wasn't that. even like good. It, and, you, and I'm okay with that. It's just the, the rally right now is we've got two Tyson Berries on our team. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, let's get into our betting report for the day brought to you by our friends over at Betway. Liam, take us through what we got for tonight. 
Yeah, so the Oilers are the favorites on the money line, minus 154. That's not really that surprising. I actually thought it maybe would be a little bit closer. And then the over is six and a half at minus 167. I don't really think I'm going to hit either of those. The one I was kind of looking at, which I liked, was the Oilers to win on the money line and McDavid to score two points, which is plus 125. That was my favorite one of the night. We are on the same uh, we are on the same page because I had that written down. We don't even talk about these before the show, but I had that written <laughs> down as uh, my favorite one of my favorite bets tonight. I love that play. McDavid should be rolling. You know, Oilers power play always feeling a little dangerous, and I do actually like the Oilers to win this game. But I agree that the money line's just not quite juicy enough. Another one I'm looking at McDavid at McDavid averaged six shots on goals per game against St. Louis last season and he's hit his shot prop pretty much every game this year. It doesn't pay out well minus 155 but I think that's a good spot Uh, my other bet I'll give three today now Evan Bouchard over two and a half shots. He's only hit it once, but he's just missed it in a couple. He's starting to shoot the puck a little bit more. And they did take Barry off the top power play unit a little bit quicker last game and start going to Bouchard. So if Bouchard's on that top power play unit, over two and a half shots at plus 125, I think is a very, very good spot. Jay, what do you like tonight? I'm trying to find it right now because I bet it last game. Um, And I'm just looking on Betway right now. I went, I went, Oilers to win money line and over five and a half. And it paid against Carolina. That paid uh, plus 165. So, you know, six and a half seems daunting right now, even though we score like crazy and give up goals. But uh, I still believe that we can shut them down. I am, I am one of the insane ones that think we can actually really clamp down defensively. So I'm going to go Oilers money line and, and, and pair that up with uh, over five and a half just to juice it up from a minus to a nice plus probably – 120 to 140 range. And then Fogol. Fogol, four to one. Why not? Warren Fogel, four to one. I don't hate that play at all. Why not? If I'm going to sit here and talk about how he's due and I'll, I got to put my money where my mouth is. If you're so going associ- to associate your personal brand with Fogol, you have to go all in with it, buddy. Yeah. I know. Sure. We're in. We're in on a Warren Fogel tonight. Uh, let us know in the YouTube chat what your best bet is for this evening's game. 19 plus, as always, play responsibly. Shout out to our friends at Betway. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that little like button for me. Come on. And John says 10 units on a Fogel. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your unit's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> or or you're going to be a very rich man when uh, Warren Fogel finds the back of the net. Uh, my key to the game that I dropped earlier was stay out of the box, stay out of the box, stay out of the box, stay out of the box. Like just don't get into penalty trouble against a Blues team that's shown through two games. They don't take a lot of penalties. Uh, Liam, what's your key to the game tonight? Just start the game like you have the last two. Don't concede like you did against Buffalo, but come out, be hot, get the first goal. We're a good team and we need to start representing ourselves like that. We're a Stanley Cup contender. So let's just go and prove it again today. I like how you use the word concede. That's a very footy term of you. If you're a footy (laughs) fan, Liam does kicked back with Caroline Shved twice a week. So if you Mm -hmm. want some soccer content in your life, go find that wherever you get your podcast from. Jay, your key to the game tonight. Well, we like Liam. He speaks the Queens. I guess now you'd say you speak the Kings, right? Kings, yes. Kings, Kings. well, okay. I'm still mourning... uh, QE2 here. Um, <laughs> let's just like, let's stay hot and score more goals than the other team. Like, I, I'm still trying to figure out what we are defensively. Um, so let's try to limit those chances. Yes, stay out of the box, but 
Let's get that. Let's get, let's get, let's draw some penalties. Let's see what this PK, this, this ice cold PK is uh, and see what we got on our hands and, and show them what this high octane power play that we have uh, is. But yeah, like that's, that's it. And like, it's two, it's a two o'clock game and we're not, you know what? I found that we've changed like, the narrative always to be, we used to suck in matinees, but then we went and traveled on the road and just like dominated yeah. matinees. So home matinees are still a little weird. Cause it puts them under the rhythm. So like, just get the legs going early, get the legs going early. Cause they're going to feel a little rusty and weird and just show the St. Louis blues that you're in Edmonton. Now this isn't Seattle. This isn't Columbus. All right. We're not looking up. Uh, something that happened earlier this week, we had another spot open up on our nation vacation to Vegas. There is literally one spot left. As always, we partner up with our friends at AMA Travel to put on a great trip. It's going to be an absolute blast in Vegas. So if you're sitting watching this and you're on the fence, you're like, oh, man, should I? I wanted to go to Vegas. There's now one spot open. Consider it like a sign from the gods that you were meant to come on this nation vacation brought to you by AMA Travel, nationgear.ca, or if you want more info, you can email dan at oilersnation.com, and he can help you I'll out go a directly bit. to Tyler's house at? Just show up to my house? Yeah. No, don't do that. Just email Dan. Trust me, it's much easier. I also want to plant the seed for the BOA next Saturday. We're going to be in Calgary. Yeah. What? You don't want me to? No, no, no. Go, go, go. I'm. I'm we're, okay. we're in Calgary. Well, we, need, yes. we, need, we need to inform everyone because this is exciting. We're going to Calgary. You'll see your M-Trek's frantically trying to sell his Arkells tickets. So if anyone's staying in town want to go to Arkells, please liberate him of his tickets so he can come join us. We're going to go down to Calgary on Saturday. We're going to do a BOA edition of ON Everyday and Barn Burner colliding for a pregame with Pinder and Boomer. And then our good friends at ATB Financial have given us a bunch of tickets to go to the game. Yep. So we want to throw out a beacon, a flare, if you will. And when we figure out uh, and organize on our end on Saturday, we're going to announce where we're going to be in Calgary. And the first, it'll be like 16, 18 people that come and meet us are going to get tickets to come to the game with us. So we want to really work with the crowd, the nation citizens in Calgary and have some great times with you. I know we do a bunch of events in Edmonton and stuff, and sometimes you can come up, sometimes you can't. So we want to come down to Calgary and come to you and go have a great night. And if everything goes well, maybe we'll end the night at Singapore Sam's. <laughs> that would be very perfect. Nice. Uh, yeah, okay. Shout out to our friends at AMA Travel who help us with all of this stuff. And yeah, the Calgary thing is going to be awesome. Uh, it's always great because we do get a lot of messages from the Oilers fans living down in Calgary. Um, that, you know, there's, there's, for the longest time, Flames Nation's getting a bunch of momentum. You saw Ryan Pike, he tweeted a bunch of their, they hit a million pages a few days ago. And this yeah. is all fun and exciting. But for the longest time, the biggest independent sports fight in Calgary was Oilers Nation. And that was something we were very, very proud of. And that means we know there's a lot of people that live in Calgary that cheer for the right team. So we want to come and do some and have some fun with you guys and gals next weekend. All right, that's going to be a wrap on today's show live from the Sports Closet Studio. Look your best on game day. If you're down in Calgary, eh, maybe you need to hit up their website, sportscloset.ca. This has been a short for giant game day edition. We are only 90 minutes away from puck drop. Enjoy the game and we will be back on Monday with another edition of the show. Enjoy the game. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.